Gosh, I haven't heard those sounds in a long, long time. Welcome back to this year at Windsor. <laughs> Dr. J, finally doing another podcast. Yeah, finally back. And you're cleaned up. Last time I saw you, you had a bunch of cream and spaghetti and plastic yeah. wear over your face. Bam. It took a while to get all that out of my ears, let me tell you. You left some in the foyer as well. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. I got dirty, many dirty looks from Michael. Well, nothing was dirtier than the look on your face after that. <laughs> we had to get the fire hose out and everything. It was pretty epic. Was that your idea? Yes. That's good. Yeah, so I was inspired by your son, actually. Oh, yeah. I think he held a knife to his throat or your <laughs> wife's throat. And I thought, how good would church announcements be if they were just messy? We need context. This is going out into public. <laughs> that was a church news video, right? Yes. Yeah. Host of murder. Are you going to the host of murder? No, I'm too old. Oh, okay. Too old. It's for the young adults. Oh, got it. That's right. So yeah. I, don't, I don't get invited. But it has, It's gosh, it's been a while. Too long. It's been months. And our boss and producer Mariah said, you guys have got to do another podcast. Yeah, she said people are still clicking on the links, so better give them some new content. And she is a, she is a hard taskmaster, so here we are. She who must be obeyed. Doing her bidding. Yes, very ably so. And so the, I looked it up. The last one we had was May. Mm. which is some time ago, and a lot has happened since then, a lot of water under the bridge. Did you know we are closer to Christmas than May? Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Man, where does it go? Yeah. You spent some of that time mm. recovering in hospital after having two knees done. That's a fairly massive ordeal. Yes. When you say it like that, like having knees done, it sounds like I've been doing like plastic surgery, like they weren't looking very good. And so I had to get them like <laughs> nipped and tucked, um, which is a whole another fascinating side trail. But no, I had two knees replaced, actually. Hey. Yeah, it's uh, not for the faint of heart. It was it was pretty brutal. And um, hats off to my wife, who was absolutely incredible. I mean, so many people. She did the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Sometimes I th she may have been tempted to take take a bat to the knees, but uh, no, no. But um, it was seven weeks of being out of action and, uh, you know, of that 15 days in hospital. I never spent 15 days in hospital before, mm. but can I say how good is the Australian system? We do all right. It's pretty incredible. Anyone who's lives here, no, you have incredible medical medical yes. systems here. But yeah, two new knees. Uh, so now I am now 50% artificial uh from six million dollar man <laughs> well yeah titanium uh robo pastor you know whatever you want to whatever you want to call me um, and you i well i you you were certainly up and about much quicker than i expected yeah well i don't i didn't know what you expected um i think for me it, it's interesting how quick they get you going like the next day you're you know you do the surgery um but it's it's pretty intense surgery and and i didn't quite realize it until a few days after so I'm in, you know, they wheel me in and uh, I'm in the anesthetist bay and I'm talking to this nurse and she's like, oh, we got about 15 minutes because they're still finishing up the other guy. Now, meanwhile, I'm hearing behind me like clanging and banging and all sorts of knocking. You know, saws? Yeah, saws, like the chop shop. And I'm like, okay, glad I'm facing the other way. And then the anesthetist comes in and he says, look, we're going to sedate you. We're going to give you this great cocktail of drugs. You're not going to feel it. I said, you're going to put me under? He says, no, no, we're not going to put you under. I said, oh, all right. Well, look, if you think it works, you're the professional. That's fine. So anyway, uh, next thing I know, I'm coming out of surgery and this nurse is tapping me on the arm and she's, you know, trying to wake me up and she says, it's okay, you've had a general anesthetic and, you know, uh, it's normal you're coming out of this. And it was about three days later as I'm going around the floor, I bump into the anesthetist nurse who I'd been speaking to a few days ago just before surgery. And I said, hey, can you clarify something for me? Because the, the anesthetist said that I'd be having a sedation. He's going to give me this cocktail of drugs. And then the nurse I was coming out said, Oh, you're, you had a general anesthetic. And the nurse said, oh, didn't they tell you what happened? I said, what? 
She said, well, yeah, they're mid-surgery, and all of a sudden this hand comes reaching over from the curtain. <laughs> She's like, you were totally trying to get involved in the surgery. And so the doc said, quick, hold him down, push through another general <laughs> anesthetic, and we'll be good to go. So, yeah, at which point the physiotherapist who was walking me around said, oh, don't you know what they do? I said, no. He said, didn't you watch it on YouTube? I said, no. Why would I do that? I don't not me. Exactly. I live through it. I don't need to have things playing in my mind. So, yeah, pretty invasive, but look, very grateful for <clears throat> the care that I got. And yeah, the Modern Hospital was fantastic. Lakeview uh, Private Rehab Hospital was fantastic, uh, supported by so many people. Great nursing staff, great physios. Um, if you have a grandma or grandpa who's going through a joint replacement, <laughs> or you've just been a real stellar <laughs> athlete, and you need a joint, re- joint replacement, hit me up. It might be a little side business. It's a place to go. Pretty, pretty amazing, actually, the things that uh, the things that they can do. So very grateful to be on this side of it, though. It's about 9 to 12 months recovery to actually be back to normal is is what yep. they say you still pain wise how how's that yeah pretty good um yeah to the point where i forget to take my meds so okay. i think that's pretty good yeah you know, um the main thing is being able to sleep again is fantastic because i'm like i'm a tosser and like i just throw stuff around you know i roll around in my sleep and you can't do that <laughs> when, yep. when your knees feel like concrete so <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Now, also, since we last uh, got on the airwaves and, and in part driven by your surgery, we've mm. got a, uh, a new pastor on staff, Pastor Eddie Bang, joined us some months back now, and um, everyone seems to really like him. Yeah. I, I, it's, I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I had the privilege of, um, you know, getting to know Eddie the last few years, and uh, when, when we heard that uh, he may be interested in joining us uh, sort of for this interim period from uh, the back half for the back half of this year, we jumped at the chance and, and I, I took the recommendation to our elders and said, Hey, I think this is somebody that would be a real blessing to our fellowship. And yeah, I mean, I, I knew him already, but tell me as a parishioner, as somebody who's, who's been a part of this church, you've known a lot of pastors, MK yourself, what's your impressions been? Yeah. I, I look back to when he was on the podcast last year mm. was when I first met him. And I was instantly drawn to him. Just there was just a certain charisma, and not necessarily a like a jumping out of the box kind of personality. Like mm. here I am, this is Eddie sort of personality. <laughs> but just I just felt an instant attraction to mm. him. There was just something about him, and he, he has a a real kind heart, a really humble heart. Like he has, like most pastors, he's been through the ringer and. Mm. And it, I don't know how. You, to be honest, I don't know how you guys do it. Like being a pastor is tough these days. Um, so he brings with him just a humility, I think, and a, and a, a real bright kind of a personality that, that I really like, and, and people really seem to be drawn to him, yeah. Yeah, somebody said to me the other day the word disarming, and I think that just really describes how I feel, you know, when I'm hearing him talk about his faith and, and talk about the Lord, and it, there's just this real disarming quality. You can drop your pretense. You can drop kind of all the things that we associate with religion and having to, you know, basically perform or feel put on this show that we're somebody that we're not. And um, so I've been really blessed just in the in this short few weeks that, that I've been able to be working with him, um, you know, as a, as a pastor as well. And, uh, and I think the thing for me that, that really is a hallmark of kind of a calling card of his ministry is when I finish spending time with him, it makes me want to spend time with Jesus. That to me is like, if I leave a conversation with you and that makes me want to spend more time with Jesus, that 
that's what a pastor should do. That's what it, that's what it should be like. So we've been really blessed and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to jump into a church. Like, you know, we're this church, we got all these sort of, you know, systems going and all these different ministries and Hey, come into this church. And he came in and, you know, rather than saying, okay, how do I run this? What do I run that? What do I do this? He said, look, I'm just going to listen to people. Mm. I'm going to hear their story. I'm going to try to care for them and love them. I thought, man, that's brilliant. So it's been a huge blessing. And, and I think what you described is very accurate and represents what I've been hearing as well. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a good team. I, you know, from someone looking on the outside, looking in, I feel things are going well here at WDBC. Yeah. We've got, we've got a good mix in our leadership here. Each of you kind of have your own strengths and bring your own stuff to the table. And, and we're, I think we're at a good time. Thanks, Arden. Yeah. And even just based on some of the conversations we've been having this week, which I can't really get into it yet, but I can tell you, well, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about some things coming down the pike in directions we want, new directions we want to go. And I think things that are really going to, um, you know, I trust that this is where God is leading us to, to really see people empowered and equipped and just coming alive in their faith, uh, you know, not, not having their Christianity be just this, this box that they tick, you know, under the spiritual column of their life and how they think about it, but having it be the core of who we are and letting God the life of God come out of us through the various ways that he's gifted us and, and the way that's just overflows into a blessing to others. It's, it's really beautiful. And, and I see more and more of that in our future. So I'm, I'm really excited. And there's, there's tons on the way to be excited about. Obviously my very helpful announcements video <laughs> highlighted many things. <laughs> with Extreme a, edition. With a de- degree of clarity, you know, uh, never before seen. Um, <laughs> but one of the big ones, certainly in life of the church, the bush dance is back. It's it's always massive, but coming back in uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're we're excited about this. And, you know, there's nowhere in the Bible you can open the page and say, hey, have the bush dance. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the Bible does talk about fellowship, and it talks about, you well, it know. It talks about dancing. It does talk okay. about dancing. That's right. There won't be an ark that we're going to bring <laughs> or anything. Um, but, yeah, look, there's it's a great time to be together and, I don't come from this culture, obviously. You can tell by every time I open my mouth. But um, one of the things I've noticed after living in Sydney for eight years now is just how strict the lanes that we have to run in kind of day to day are. Like, you you know, you got to put your work hours in. You, you know, you got to get your, you know, your shopping done this way. And the family takes this time. And, and so what I've found is most people to make a life in Sydney have had to step into the margins and really push a lot of that. And so one of the things that's lost, in, in my opinion anyway, is this time for a relationship and just the casual coming together and getting to know one another and having some fun. So the bush dance is a way, uh, it's a wonderfully Australian, you know, call callback. It's a wonderful way to just to hang out, have some fun, listen to some good music. we got a great band that's coming. It's a different band. We've never had them before, but okay. their, yep. yeah, their specialty is... Uh, is bush dances. I believe there's going to be a caller. I believe there's going to be, you know, great food as well. And yeah, if you don't have tickets yet, please like look at ASAP. Um, that'll help for our catering, but we're really helping people come out. And I'll, I'll guess I'll add one other thing. If you have a friend that you've maybe been wanting to bring into your church community, but you feel like bringing them to church on a Sunday morning or come bring them Sunday night might be too confronting for them. And you want that kind of soft introduction. I really encourage you to bring them to this because they can see, hey, Christians are real people. We dance awkwardly just like everybody else. <laughs> Most of them. I'm sure you're a great dancer. Are you a good dancer? Yeah, no, ter- terrible. Really? Terrible. My, my skin tone will, <laughs> will tell you I'm a terrible dancer. 
Yeah, so yeah, no, that's coming up on the 23rd, so it's a Saturday night, and yeah, we invite you to come on out. You can check out our website, get get more details. There's always stuff happening outside the walls as well. You're only just recently back from a, a big event yourself. Yeah, we went to, Joanna and I got to go to the Oxygen Conference, which was put on by Katoomba Christian Convention, and can I say, they've had a great month. They have really done well. They had uh, men's base camp. Then they had oxygen, which is for pastors and leaders. And they just had one love. They had Jackie Hill Perry. And man, the feedback I've got from that was powerful, powerful uh, time uh, last weekend. So I can't wait to hear that. Uh, oxygen was was great. Our last guest, actually, Dr. Sarah Irving Stonebreaker, way back in May. Uh, she actually gave gave a spot um, and she gave a talk in one of the one of the sessions. I was personally blessed by a guy named Zach Eswine. If you haven't heard of him, he's a pastor in St. Louis, Missouri. He's got a you know fairly small, small church. I don't know. I don't know how big or long. To us, it's probably a big church. It's only 10,000. It's just a tiny little American <laughs> church on the fringes. On the fringes, yeah. Anyway, the point's not his church. The point is, I was really blessed by this guy. He he got up, and he looks like Charlie Brown, okay? He's like, <laughs> like if you take, like, Stephen Furtick's coolness, he's like the bizarro version of that. You know, Stephen Furtick, he's got the kicks, he's got the, the jeans and the look and everything. Like, this guy's not it, right? He's, he's not trying to be cool. You look at him, and you're like... Okay. <laughs> but I was so blessed because the way he the way he ministered God's word to us was so gentle, so thoughtful, slow. It was very thought-provoking and it was one of those things where by the end of hearing him expound the wisdom from God's word, that's what he was preaching through like Ecclesiastes and Psalms and various things like that. He's, uh, by the time we got to the end of that, you just felt like, wow, God really does love me. Mm. And that was very powerful for me because as a preacher, you can often get in this trap where you're just declaring, 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 declaring. And to be able to, to be blessed by someone who's not talking behind the tower of God's word, but who is actually come down and who's kind of opened up life for you and shown you how God has worked within that was was a real blessing. And we got to meet his kid. Like he brought his kid. Bam. All the way like, across the yeah, world. Yeah, all the way across the world. And and I, I was talking to his to his kid after the after the conference and um and I was like, can I just say how cool it is that like you you came with your dad to this and I'm sitting here like watching you with your Bible and like, it's like, I got three boys. I'd love one day to like my kids to be like, Hey, can I go with you and be a part of the ministry? And, and he just said, you know, yeah, he's an intern in his church and what a blessing that is. And I said, what, like, tell me why, what do you think they do? Well, you know, you're an intern at your dad's church. Like, why did you, why would you want to do that? You know, he said, the best thing they do is they don't rush us at all. And I thought, man, there's some wisdom in that. So, but that got me thinking, did your dad ever take you anywhere? Any we, of his trips. We or... got dragged around every church from <laughs> Adelaide to Darwin. It was the worst. Was it the same spiel every stop? It would have been pretty similar. Yeah. Would it? Did you ever get a part in that? Were you like, you no. know? No, we stood up. Everyone clapped and welcomed <laughs> us or whatever. And then we sat down again. And then because we were the missionaries, we were always the last ones to leave because mum and dad had talked to every single person in the church. <laughs> and then you went home again. That was your weekend demolished once. It was the worst. How long did it take before that feeling set in? Six months. Really? Being an MK was exciting. It's like at, yeah. at 10, it was exciting to mm -hmm. go to a country around the other side of the world and, and kind of start a new life. That was very exciting. But the lead up to it was very boring. 
sitting in a lot of different churches where you don't know anyone. <laughs> Sunday after Sunday. Did they would they treat you like celebrities? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yep. Did people talk to you, or were they always talking to your parents? No, we usually. We were, they, I guess back then, because there were a million kids at church, or whatever. You, you usually outside running around playing footy or whatever it was after church, waiting for the adults to to finish up. It wasn't all bad. <laughs> Did you ever like hop in the car and be like, "Mom and Dad, that church is horrible," <laughs> or were you like, "Oh, that's a really cool church. I wish we could just be." Yeah, there were definitely some cool ones. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of and then you were just you were arriving home like on a Sunday night, just wrecked, and then up at school again the next day. Wow. So you two were paying the price. Yep. <laughs> that's the lesson. <laughs> wow. But hey, look, look what it turned out. That's right. <laughs> Completely normal individual. <laughs> Completely doing doing those normal announcement videos. No clerks, yeah, no screws loose. <laughs> Turned out fine. I love it. I love it. But it's it's it is fascinating, right? You're you're someone is a, is in ministry. Like it's often the family is so sucked into that. Like and mm. it's not like you take a poll. I mean, hopefully you have a conversation with your spouse. You know, like hey, are we in, are we up for this? This is if you're married, you know. We up for this? Yeah, yeah, you up for this? Okay, yep, we're in it together. But like your kids, mm. like, you know, you don't ask the three-year-old, so, <laughs> you know, we're going to go down this career path. Like, you, you know, you're just dragged along. You're just dragged along. Yeah. But there was one thing, um, there was, oh, there's so many things, but the thing, one more thing I want to share about Zach and, and what he was, what he was preaching was, he said, um, he said, I went to seminary, I have, you know, I have a bachelor's degree, I have multiple master's degrees, I have a PhD, he said, I never took a class on love. He said, all my training, never took a class on love. Yeah. And, and he said, you know, everyone today likes to say, oh, love is love, love is love. He's like, but that's like saying food is food, you know? What kind of love, what kind of love are we showing? And he was going on to unpack, like, you can love, you can love a bad thing, you can love a good thing, but love it badly. Mm. And how we love is really so crucial. And that's where wisdom and love kind of intersect. Wisdom shows us how to love and what things to love. And if Jesus is the one greater than Solomon, then he actually has something to say to us about what love is. And I just appreciated that. Like, you can learn all the theory in the world about, and you can learn all the doctrine, you can learn all these, you, you can draft and you come up with these beautiful charts and all sorts of things about God and who you think he is and everything. But love is not just love. There is a way to love wisely and there's a way to love God and there's a way to love others. And the only person who can really show us what that's like is Jesus. And I just thought, man, what a powerful message, yeah. you know, especially for people in cool. people in my shoes. So Now in this uh, spring summer season of this week at Windsor, mm. Who's coming up? Who have you got in your pocket? I thought you were the one booking the guests. I'm not allowed. Mariah doesn't let me anymore. Really? No. Oh. She, she's she's the, the purse strings. Maybe we should ask, like, the three people who listen. <laughs> <laughs> who would you like? <laughs> who they want to hear from. <laughs> how, about we, how about we just do this? How about we just make an agreement to have guests? Sounds good. That sounds good. Sounds do, good. Do, do you think they need to be, like, super professional? No. Nah. No, then we wouldn't fit in. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do you think they need to have done like something, you know, to make them famous or? They just need a story. Mm. And I believe everyone has one. Hey, maybe that could be a tagline. You just need a story just this week at story. Windsor. I think we could sell that. Yep. Yeah. At least print the t-shirts. Well, it's, it's good to be back in the hot seat doing this all again. So much fun. Is it going to be a weekly thing now? Pinky promise. 
Ring finger promise. Wow. <laughs> now, better say thank you for us. <laughs> well, we are back this week at Windsor. We're sorry. Sorry for the big break, but we are back. Hope you enjoyed it. Ooh, our little music ran out. That has never happened. It was a long outro. I know. <laughs> we'll leave it in, though. It's been a rough start.